Everybody, this is Mothboy Mike. This is Mothboy Matt. This is Jake, mm-hmm. not Mothboy Jake. Yep. Always Mothboy Jake. Always Mothboy Jake. And always uh, never just Jake. And this is a uh, Mothboy's uh, podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. What's up, dudes? Hey. I, I feel like we haven't recorded in like forever. Yeah, yeah you know what? Because no it's one been cares. forever, <laughs> and zero people gave a shit. Oh, the stop! Reviews, the reviews are in. Yeah, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Is that what they say? No one gives yeah. a shit. Uh, Five stars. No one gives a shit. That's sad. So maybe we should yeah. just quit. We're done. That's it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think Mike, you got a new career. Why don't you tell me? I do. About it? Uh, well, what what have you been up to, uh, Mothboy Mike? Well, let me tell you. This is what I've been up to. I went on a uh, – me and uh, Dan are the illustrator of my book, uh, Mop and Learns the ABCs. We went on a West Virginia library tour, uh, and we dropped off – we donated our book to Eleven, Eleven, Eleven. That's the number Eleven. Now. Eleven. That's the number now. And he's a children's <laughs> Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> children, learn from me. Ele- Ten, Eleven. Um, so we <laughs> dropped the book off. <laughs> At uh, eleven different libraries, uh, donated them. So, uh, and that, how many? Di- how many rejected them? Uh, twenty-three. So, <laughs> wow, all of them. So, I actually just lied. There's no libraries with my book in it. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we we uh we did eleven different libraries. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to lately. I mean, that was really nice. Just meeting all, all kinds of people, and I don't know, meeting meeting people that had a. That enjoyed our book, it seemed like. So it was nice. It's very beautiful, very inspiring. Thank you. Uh, less inspiring. Matt, yeah. uh, what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? Lately? What happened to you? <laughs> He's um, lost it. Well, I, um, I uh, cut off uh, the tips of my fingers in a, uh, in, a, in a slicing accident. In a fit of and, rage. In a fit of rage. And I have these plastic tips at the at the end now, which is pretty cool. Now, now, fans, this is this is not a joke either. This isn't yeah. a joke. This, this is real. A possible demonic possession, because in the last episode we were talking about the house that right. was causing, like you know, people to do crazy shit, like the murder house their of Mama Casa. Mm-hmm. Was was it a a demon? Um, if or yeah, just I clumsy? was. No, 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 no. I'm never clumsy. Never clumsy, <laughs> always intentional, but this this was definitely demonic and that I feel like I should get back to that um travel channel show so I can sue this demon. There you um, go. There for you cutting go. these piggies off. That's a callback. Yeah, that's a callback. That is a callback. Um So speaking of ghost and creepy stuff, right. uh and anything else, Matt? Um, other than that. Uh, and we're being yeah. serious. He really did slice he did. his fingers. Yeah. This is yeah. not a bit. Yeah. I got a little plastic plastic nub here. So, yep. uh, <laughs> no, nothing else. That's oh, all. wait. Can I say something real quick? So, sure. le- so legit, it happened on uh, April Fool's Day. 
So I texted him. He texted me. He goes, "My I cut off my fingertips. And I go, this is a good joke, dude. And he's like, no, it's there's blood running down my finger right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. That's In the group chat, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like... <laughs> oh, That's insane. Jake, what have you been yeah. up to? You know, nothing. I'm just ready for another exciting Moth Boys episode. Wow. Uh, I think Mike's doing the episode. Am I kicking today. it off? Uh, Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think we're going back to the, the ghosts. I think people like ghosts. I, do, I think yeah. they do too. I think people are a fan of ghosts. And, uh, oh, this is our 50th episode. It is. Oh, yeah. Happy 50th episode. Besides the mini episodes, right? But those aren't full episodes. That's true. This those is are, the 50th. Bonus. Those are bonus content. Yeah, this is the 50th full episode, everybody. So 50 episodes, two years. Wow. Moth boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes less is more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always in our case always in our case yeah okay so here we go boys uh today we're going down to uh almost heaven west virginia all right baby yeah, here we go um <laughs> we're going we're doing uh this episode is on the Greenbrier ghost zona heaster shoe that's a name that's the name of a woman wait zona heaster zona heaster shoe zona shoe like S H O E E S yes like, no S H U E sorry Zona Heaster Shrew Zona Heaster Heaster Shrew Taming the Taming of the Shrew yes correct it's a good literary classic Zona Heaster Shrew was born in Greenbrier County sometime around 1873 that's when you were born Jake right 1873 yes okay yes and the fun fact is I was born in neighboring neighboring county Yellowbrier that's right Yellowbrier good okay. And a, and a little <laughs> side side fact, that's about fifteen shacks ago. Okay, good. We figured yeah, that out. Just, I did calculating. Beep beep beep. Matt, beep, beep. Y- your shack math just got it, insanely impressive. It's really good. Thank you, thank you. That's all I uh, think about, dream about. That's all I do. It's all I live shack about. Shack math. Um, Talking about a shack pack, baby. So, so almost nothing is known of her early life at all, other than that mm. she was brought up near Richlands, West Virginia, and that she gave birth to a child out of wedlock in 1895. Well, that's frowned upon back then. It was. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big deal. So, in October 1896, Zona met a drifter. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, great. Here we go. Anyone anyone to just take her away. I'm sorry. Okay. I knew Jake was going to have a real problem with this. (laughs) Drifters. Jesus. In October 1896, Zona met a drifter named... Okay, now, okay. Uh, now, a, dr- a drifter named Erasmus Stribling Trout. So this is probably <laughs> the most attractive dude in the world. I didn't finish. I didn't, give- I didn't finish the name actually. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe. So she took her his last name obviously. That's why she's Zona. Oh, that's Easter pretty shoe. progressive. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like Erasmus uh, Shoe uh, Rat Tail Shoe. What? <laughs> Dude, I forgot his name. Okay, here, All I know is again. Yeah. This was his name. Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe. Stribling. Yeah, Stribling. Okay. What so Okay, with these names, are we in a Mark Twain novel? I think or? so. Okay, so. I think this is what where we are. So, but here's the good thing about this whole story. I sure. think the the positive, he went by the name of Edward. So that's oh, easy okay. enough. He good. went by the name of Edward. So there we go. That's I feel Edward. like the people who retold this story just changed it because they're right. sick of saying the long name. They're like, oh, yeah, his, his name is also Edward. It's Ed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> My friends call me Edward. Easy All enough. Right. Um, All right, Erasmus Tidtail Shrew or I don't fucking. Anyway, Eddie. So Edward had moved to Greenbrier County to work as a blacksmith. 
Zona met him not longer after his arrival in town, and the two fell in love and were soon married, despite objection to the match by Zona's mother, Mary Jane Heaster, who had a dislike toward Edward. Did not was like it because his name was Erasmus? Yes, I think, yes. Let me check my notes. Yes, that's his correct. His eyes were always shifting, and he yeah. had... <laughs> He carried a sack of dead bodies behind him. Is that why? <laughs> but no, Drifter, still more trustworthy than a carny. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. true. On January 23rd, 1897, Zona's body, we're skipped, we're skipped right there. They married, and then wow. her, and then this happens. So Nothing in between. Nothing so in between. A very unremarkable. Life. I'm sure there were some happy yeah. times. Maybe. Yeah. On January 23rd, 1897, Zona's body was discovered at her home by a young boy who had been sent to the house for an errand. Mm. The boy went in, and there, lying on the floor, was Zona at the foot of the stairs. Mm. One hand was on her abdomen, and the other was lying next to her. Her head was turned slightly to one side, and her eyes were wide open and staring. Jake's doing it right now. Yeah, that's exactly what she looked like. Okay. Okay. Staring. Mm -hmm. So the boy freaked out and (laughs) ran, ran to tell his mother, who called the local doctor and coroner, George W. Knapp. George W. George Knapp? George Knapp. George W. George Knapp was alive? The 43rd president of the United yep. States. Yep. George oh. W. <laughs> didn't he didn't he write that book on the Skinwalker Ranch? George I, Knapp? I don't know. Yeah, he, he did hunt for Skinwalker. Wow. Yeah. We'll have, that's to, get, we'll have, to, get, we'll have to get a hold of him because he's a, he's a local doctor and coroner in this story. <laughs> So. Oh, yeah. No, George Knapp is a paranormal investigator. He's just a journalist, I think, in general. But That's cool. By the time the doctor did arrive to the house an hour later, come on, George, what's going on there? Right? Uh, Edward had carried his wife's body upstairs to the bedroom and laid her out on the bed. He Gross. dressed the corpse himself. Gross. So. Drifter, drifter stuff. He's just doing <laughs> average drifter stuff. Honestly, it's for you and I. This is really weird, but for drifters, that's everyday life. <laughs> Drifter <Right>. culture. <laughs> this was unusual. This was unusual. <laughs> this was unusual, as traditionally the job of washing and preparing the the dead body for burial would be done by the women of the community. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course it would. Here, here, women of the community, you have the worst job. Yeah. Here's a dead body. Do something with it. We treat you extra awful. Let's just give you the worst job in the village, too. So. And after you take care of the body, clean up the latrine. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. So never, Scumbags. Never, nevertheless, Edward dressed her in a high-necked dress with a stiff collar and placed a veil over her face. Edward Drifter? remained... Drifter things? Edward this is re- average. Edward remained by the corpse while Dr. Knapp examined it, cradling his wife's head and sobbing. Knapp, noting the husband's grief, gave the body only a brief examination, noting some bruising on the neck. When he tried to look closer, Edward reacted violently, and Knapp ended the examination and left the house. So Edward... He was embarrassed. Those were hickey marks. There were, yeah. Those were hickey marks. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing suspicious. He was just embarrassed. <laughs> um, initially, Zona's death was listed as heart failure, which was later changed to complications from a miscarriage, but in the end... Whether she was pregnant or not is unknown. Mm. So it was either heart okay. failure or her unborn child. It definitely wasn't the dude hiding bruising on his <laughs> on his uh, partner's neck. Definitely yeah. not. Um, Zona's parents were soon informed of her death. Mary Jane Heaster is reported to have said that the devil has killed her. Ooh. Upon hearing the news, 
So I don't think she said it like I did, but I'm sure she, you know, said it with some tears and crying and stuff. Can, can so. I can I hear that from somebody? Uh, please? Some tears? Yeah. yeah. No, the devil has say the devil has killed her with tears. <laughs> the devil killed her. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's that's authentic here right there. Thank you. Thank you. So Zona was buried on January 24th, 1897 in a local cemetery now known as the Soul Chapel Methodist Cemetery. Soul Chapel. Sounds like a Christian new metal band. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> Edward, showed, Edward showed great devotion towards the body, keeping a vigil at the open coffin during the move. The body was laid out in the Heaster's house. Soon his be- his behavior began to arouse suspicion, though. During oh. the wake, his grief changed repeatedly from overwhelming sadness to incredible energy. He so allowed- he was happy. So he was sad, oh, to happy, yeah. ee, like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he allowed no one to come close to the coffin, especially as he was placing a pillow on one side of her head and a rolled up sheet on the other. So. Just so, muttering stuff underneath his breath while he's putting a pillow. Like, oh, this damn neck. Why did it break? This fucking neck. <laughs> um, uh, he explained these additions by saying that they would help his wife rest easier. That was in bunny ears. She's dead. <laughs> rest easier. She's, she's a dead person. <laughs> yeah, she'll rest easier with this extra pillow over one side of her no, neck. A pillow, a pillow and a sheet on the other side. <laughs> He doesn't understand how the burial process works. Yeah, it's he, usually a woman's job. So yeah, how is he yeah. supposed well, to know what to do? That's true. Also, also drifter culture. We don't know it. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah, think I it's just a part of his culture, it his might. way of life. Right. Edward also tied a large scarf on the corpse's neck, explaining tearfully that it had been Zona's favorite. When it mm. came time to move the corpse to the cemetery, though, several people noticed that there seemed to be a strange l- looseness to Zona's head. That's not funny, but like, like it was just duct taped. Right, like, like, <laughs> it's not funny, but it's also like, wow, you, you guys feel this head? I feel I can just pop I it just off. Poke it, poke it. You can just roll it right off. Okay, here's a great marketing idea. Um, okay. uh, uh, the Greenbrier Ghost bobblehead. Oh my, oh my god. god, that's genius, Jake. It's a little morbid. But it's genius. I think we could sell like, like at least two or three. Two or yeah. three. Maybe four even, yeah. I'm thinking. Um, so um, for her part, Mary Jane Heaster was convinced that her son-in-law had murdered her daughter. After the wake. Fair. She, she, yep. Very fair. Very, very fair. After Eddie? the wa- Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Edwin. Edwin. For <laughs> Not sure. Eddie. Not <laughs> after, Eddie. After the wake, she removed the sheet from inside the coffin and tried to return it to him, but he refused it. She noticed an odd odor about it, so she washed it. The water in the basin turned red when she dropped the sheet in. The sheet then turned pink, and the water cleared. The stain could not be removed, which Mrs. Heaster interpreted as a sign that Zona had been murdered. She began to pray, and every night for four weeks kept up her prayers, hoping that Zona would return to her to explain what had happened. Mm. Now, I'm not sure exactly how a clean sheet goes in with... uh, Interpreted as a sign that she had been murdered, but I guess maybe it turned red to pink. Maybe it was like blood, right. blood red or something. But yeah, right. sometimes, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I. I that's what she. That's that. what she thought yeah. though. So she prayed and prayed and prayed for four weeks. And according to here's a here's the, the the cool part. According to local legend, Zona appeared to her mother in a dream four weeks after the funeral. Right. 
She said that Eddie was a cruel man who abused her and who had attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed... This is not the cool part. I'm sorry. This is not cool. Mm. The ne- I guess it's the next part. Uh, he was a cruel man who abused her and who had attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed that she had cooked no meat for dinner. <laughs> that's That's the reason he <laughs> fucking freaked out. This asshole was just like, no meat for dinner? You're dead. You know what I mean? Because try- she was trying to give him... Anything besides rat tails, because that's what drifters eat, is yeah. just straight rat I, tail. I really hate Ed. I really hate this guy. <laughs> Eddie, really. see, at first I was like, Eddie wouldn't hurt a fly, but then I heard that, and I was like, yeah, that sounds he's like a, a drifter. He's a real he's a real dickhead. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, no meat for dinner? He broke her neck. That's what happened next. Uh, to prove culture. this... So, to, so to prove this, um, in the, uh, in the dream... The ghost turned her head around until it was facing backwards. Gross. I mean, that's 180? awesome. 180? Yep. That's um, fucking yep. sick. So it was her head, her, her face was like looking behind her, essentially. Um, supposedly, the ghost appeared first as a bright light, gradually taking form and filling the room. Mm-hmm. She is said to have visited Mrs. Heaster over the course of four nights. Armed with the story allegedly told by the ghost, Mary Jane Heaster visited the local prosecutor, John Alfred Preston, and spent several hours in his office convincing him to reopen the matter of her daughter's death. That's pretty cool. Who's your star witness? Uh, A head-swiveling ghost. Yes, Yes, correct. (laughs) Yes, very reliable. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whether he believed her story of the ghost is unknown, but he did have enough doubt to dispatch deputies to to re-interview several people of interest in the case, including Dr. Knapp, Preston himself went to speak to Dr. Knapp, who stated that he had not made a complete examination of the body. This was viewed as sufficient justification for an autopsy, and an exhumation was ordered. Ugh. He really fucked that up. He's like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really look yeah. at it even. Whoops. Sorry. He goofed. Sorry about that. He's afraid of drifters. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was, was like, he was, get, he was getting crazy. Like, um, I mean, he did kill his wife over meat, so. That's, yeah. Um, Zona's body was examined on February 22nd, 1897, in a local one-room schoolhouse. So, they opened up the schoolhouse, you know, put the body in, and went to town. It was recess. It no, was recess, recess time. They had 15, no, no one was there. They had 15 minutes every every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah, to... So, um, Edward had vigorously complained about this turn of events, but was required by law to be present at the autopsy. He responded that he knew he would be arrested, but that no one would be able to prove his guilt. Ooh. I really hate this guy. He's a real he's he's a real villain. Yeah. He is. He's a yeah. real dick. Uh, yeah. the 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 autopsy lasted three days, and found that Zona's neck had indeed been broken. <gasps> I know. Wow. Right. So wow. Remember when those people were like, "Wow, this head is really loose." It makes <laughs> yeah. sense now. Yeah, the the dude that's putting a bunch of blankets over his dead wife's neck. Yeah. He's the one who broke her neck? What? <laughs> He's the one who killed her? According to the report published on March 9th, 1897, the discovery was made that the neck was broken and the windpipe mashed. On Whoa, the, on oh my the, god. <laughs> I really hate this guy. That makes me <laughs> sick. That makes me sick. Did you say mashed? Mashed, yep. That was the word. That's such a fucking gross word. On, on the... Th- on the throat were the marks of fingers indicating that she had been choked. The neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae. The ligaments were torn and ruptured. 
The windpipe had been crushed at a point in f- in the front of the neck. <laughs> I veggies hate aren't that bad. Veggies really, they're not that bad. Well, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't kill somebody if they gave me the veggies. <laughs> but let's just say I would voice my displeasure. Right. Yeah. On the strength of this evidence, Eddie was arrested and charged with the murder of his wife. Ed was held in the jail in Lewisburg, West Virginia, while waiting for the trial to begin. During this time, more information about his past was coming to light. He had been married twice before. His first marriage had ended in divorce, with his wife accusing him of abuse. His second wife had died under mysterious circumstances less than a year after they were married. So, wow. Mm. Abusive dick was also an abusive dick in the past. Who would have thought? That doesn't... Right, right. So, um, the trial began on June 22nd, 1897. And Mary Jane Heaster was the main witness of John Alfred Preston. He confined his questioning to the known facts of the case, skirting the issue of her ghostly sightings. That's probably a fair legal. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think that would win a court of law. No, Um, no, no. Perhaps hoping to prove her unreliable, Edward's lawyer questioned Mrs. Heaster extensively about her daughter's visits. (laughs) This tactic backfired when Mrs. Heaster would not waive in her account. Consequently, Edward was found guilty of murder on July 11th, 1897, and, and sentenced to life in prison. Hell yeah, dude. Sick. Justice. I hate you, Ed. <laughs> a lynch mob was formed to take him from the jail and hang him, but the mob was disbanded by the deputy sheriff before any damage was done. Damn. Four of the mob's organizers uh, later faced charges for their actions, actually. So, just, just a little side. So, Edward was moved to the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, West Virginia, Virginia, where he lived for three more years. He died on March 13th, 1900, the victim of an unknown epidemic. And it was buried in an unmarked grave in the local cemetery. He, 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 didn't, he, didn't, die, he didn't die in jail? Um, I mean, he didn't, like, spend a life in jail? He just kind of died of a disease? Well, I, th- he, I think he got the disease in jail. Whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. COVID-19. COVID-19 in jail. Yep. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely what it was. Mrs. Heaster never never recanted her story of her daughter's ghost and died in September 1916. Uh, Zona's ghost was never seen again after that. Really? Yep. That was it. Um, so the, hmm. the state of West Virginia has erected a state historical marker near the cemetery in which Zona is buried. And it reads, interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster's shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her, until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Ed. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Ed, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. This is the only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murder, a murderer. That is, that's... That's crazy. That's a very that's, unique story. Right? It is. That's right? very... That's you got wow. this. I love this whole thing where you got the 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 abusive asshole, right? And he he fucks up, and then uh, he he thinks he's getting away with it, right? right? And then and then you know, fucking the girl comes back as a ghost and goes, "You are not getting away with this. Fuck you." And so I'm gonna and come she back. Turned as a ghost. Her and and yeah, she turns her head around, and then she turns her for no reason exactly. At all. She's like, "That's like the ultimate revenge." I think that that that's so sick. So with the head turning, was that just for like fun? Like, hey, let me show you something. Well, I think that's the only thing that that's the only way she could portray to her mother. I think that was the whole deal. How bad her now? How bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah, dude. 
So that's the that that is the uh, that is the story of um, Zona Easter Shoe Greenbrier I, Ghost. Very I, creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, is she is she like haunting a place? But I feel like she found peace, right? So I think she, she did. Can, yeah. She can move I think, on now. I think her... with Edward going to prison as he belongs, you know, he belongs in prison. Right. That's where he went. You know, I think that was. And then the mother, too. I think the mother probably had a feeling all along. Yeah. You know? But. Well, it was more than a feeling. Nice. <laughs> Very nice, Matt. So, so Jake, looks like you're puzzled right now. It looks like you're yeah. thinking. Well, I'm not thinking. This is just a very interesting story. Right. Usually ghost stories scare me. Mm-hmm. But right. this one wasn't that scary. I no. was more scared mm-hmm. of the drifter. Right. Yeah. Than the ghost. So this right. is rechanging how I feel about everything. She she mm. was just a, a kind lady who just, yes. you know, who didn't who who messed up one night and didn't make meat, essentially. <laughs> You know, although for being fair, this whole story is like literally like one step away from a lifetime movie. It really is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or like the like like touched by an angel. Or yeah, something. it really like, is. Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, it's. I very think it's. Lifetime. I think it's epic, though. I think it's a cool story, man. Oh, definitely. They I think get Billy Zane to play. <laughs> Billy Zane would definitely play. Oh my god! Yeah, he'd yeah. <laughs> be good at that. So, um, <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you think this is a, a thing that happened, or do you think it's just a just folklore. I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, I love I love the story. Uh, and you know what? Eh, fuck it. You know, I think it's real. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's real. It's real. I don't know. It's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jake. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with the ghost part was fake. Okay. But okay. she, uh, Mary Jane, I think her name was the the mother. The mother, yes, Mary she Jane. Knew, you're right. She knew that the uh, investigator was really into ghost adventurers and and stuff uh, like that. Yes, right. yes, yes. So he was really into ghost stories. Yeah. So he's like, oh, she won't believe he won't believe me because I'm just a woman, right? Because it seems like they treat women very poorly. In, yes, yes. Right. I mean, in back then, county. back yeah. then, and now. So I mean, it's all, it's, it's all, yeah. you know. Uh, so you know, maybe she's like, oh, he's not going to believe me if I just come from him as a concerned woman. Right, right. But if she's like, oh, he's, if I say, oh, it's a ghost who turned its head, like it's whenever weird enough that it might get the attention. Whenever she had a few minutes in between cleaning bodies off and dressing them, she went <laughs> right. and told the. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so, so I think yeah, I'm thinking it. She didn't see a ghost, but she used the ghost story to voice her true concerns. Okay, about her daughter's death. That's or, pretty good. Uh, or or maybe she was a part of the whole thing. <gasps> and then the, the investigators were getting close to her. And she's like, I'm just going to take this fucker down before. Because guess what? They didn't realize that Zoe, Zoe D, did, had, had, had all this money that was supposed to go to the mother. And <laughs> she got married to this drifter. And this drifter was going to take it. So what they were going to do is they were going to kill the daughter for the money and split the winnings. And, and, and had, then had go to Splitsville, baby. They're going to. And they, 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 they split it. But then she's like, I could get all the money. And so she ratted Edward out. Hey, guys. She killed her daughter. That's hey. what I'm going to say. Mothboy exclusive. Oh, let's not do this. I don't like this one. That's not a Mothboy exclusive, everybody. Mama, 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 yeah, Mothman exclusive. 
<laughs> Mama and the ma and the and the and the 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 drifter Uranimus. Uranimus. Yeah, this is he. This is not he my. He is. He. They killed her. Okay, so that's Matt's take. Jake, the you... unauthorized, the unauthorized history. <laughs> right so, Jake, you think it, it happened, but it didn't happen exactly how it was. I don't think told. the ghost element. Maybe she had a dream, but I don't think the ghost element is real. Yeah, but I think you know, the ghost element is what got the case in court. Okay, that's so fair. technically, I guess technically, a ghost did help yeah. convict this guy for murder. Sure, but I think the ghost part is fictional because all ghosts are scary yes. and this ghost was not scary yes yeah i think i i think it was i think it was real i don't i mean stories like that are passed down year to year and you know what i mean um mm-hmm. um so they, they they change over time too so and there's um, a marking to say it's real exactly that's yeah. why that's why i think that it's like there's like a bunch of people obviously thought this was real enough to put a marker up you know what i mean so um I th- I, I'm gonna go for real. I think it's fascinating enough that I like to believe it's real. I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You have the West Virginia bias. Though. Yes, I do. I love yeah. West Virginia, and I want it to be real because we have the coolest shit down here. You Not already right. have a cool yeah. one, so let's just be another that's addition. To another addition to all the cool, cool shit stuff. we already have. Yeah. Right. So that's that's our uh, that's the episode on the Greenbrier Ghost and our fiftieth episode, everybody. So Ooh, 50, wow. 50 episodes, two yes. years. Reflection. That's... Do you have any reflections? Reflection. Let's see. I don't know. Wow. Like I wish done, I would. I wish I would have quit s- a long time ago. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. You know, I I I I don't know. It's it's we've done a lot through this podcast, and it, and it's just it's it's cool. We found uh. I don't know. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good people in this community that can uh, can stand uh, can stand us. Can stand hearing our voices. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is wild. Which is like wildly absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I I think it's just like I don't know. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing good, and we're only gonna get better, baby. I thought you were about to say we were doing God's work, and I was like, yes, we we're are. We're doing, doing God's work. work. Jake, what do you think, buddy? What do you think about us being a podcast for this long? Okay, so a couple things. Couple do you think things. it's real or fake? First of all, I, I think this podcast <laughs> is a fever dream. A fever dream. It feels like one. Uh, yeah, it does. It's wild to me that if you went back and listened to our first episode, all the trash we talked on West Virginia, uh-huh. right? To now we have one moth boy living in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. And I mean. it's just wild to me. It wrote a book about West Virginia, <laughs> right? But that's uh, it was it though. I mean, we all loved West Virginia. We, we it just it, I'm just saying it proved our point. If anybody thought we weren't sincere when we said we truly loved West Virginia. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are sincere, and it proved. Yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. We, we've been about West Virginia the whole time, even yeah, though so. we sometimes we poke at it lovingly, sometimes not so lovingly, mm-hmm. but we still love it. You know, I think we've I think we've 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 uh, you know uh, people from West Virginia love us too, which is wild to me yeah. too. So well, yeah, I think people in West Virginia have a sense of humor because they're dope people. Yeah, hell yeah, they're dope people. Yeah, yeah. let Jake and another another thing. Okay, you go. Most podcasts don't really. Get good until fifty episodes. 
So yeah. the best is yet to come, baby. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, Jake. Another 50 episodes? Are we signed on, boys, or what? Yes. Uh, we signed yeah. a contract. Yep. Another 50 episodes. Deal with the devil, baby. Uh, you know, we're going to be improving. Uh, we're going to be even more mediocre than we were uh-huh. before. We're going to be always 49%. Always. <laughs> so Also, also keep, it, keep an eye out. We've got big things coming this summer. Big things coming. Big thing. Big thing. Yep. One big thing, and we'll we'll announce that pretty soon. But just get hyped. Mm. Yeah, dude. And we got a review. Okay, review it up. Let's Whoa! Hear it. Whoa! We review. Uh, so we have a four star review. Okay, fair enough. I just mm. read it, and uh, <laughs> let's just say, um, let's just say, my months of uh, progress of therapy are completely going to go out the window after this oh, review. Oh boy! Okay. Annihilated. Um, let's hear it. So it's a four star review from V Farrell sixty six, okay. and it says a good show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it nice. says I would have given you five stars, except for Moth Boy Jake can be very annoying. No, it does uh, not say that. He's like one of those guys that just annoys the heck out of me. <laughs> Maybe he should get Summer's Eve to sponsor him for the show. Get it? What? <laughs> Summer's Eve. Summer's Eve. It's a douche. Yeah. Oh my so, god! The, the man was coming. <laughs> so you know, uh, I've been working on my therapy. I've been going to therapy, wow. working on you know having a, a a stronger opinion of myself. Right. And no. then I get this review and justifies everything I've always thought about myself. <laughs> wow, uh. Will Farrell, you but just you know, destroyed. <laughs> He still gave us a four stars, so. Uh, Did that really, does, it, does it really? Can you show me your phone real quick? I want to yeah, see. Yeah, it's that. it's real. Like he he hates me, but okay. only enough to remove one star. That's nice enough. I mean, okay, let me read it. Let me see. Yeah, it does. It says that. So you know. Uh, Thank I, you. I, I guess. I I I I it, it you know <laughs> I have a lower opinion of myself than almost anybody. Right. And I've been working on it, but let's just say um my therapist is not going to be happy next week when, when I I'm I'm not even joking. This one's going to bother me. <laughs> We're going to be waiting uh, for your apology in our DMs, no, v, buddy. Uh V Farrell, uh I definitely understand I edit the podcast. Uh mm. so I definitely understand I am a pretty annoying person. Uh, so I definitely can understand where you're coming from. Uh, I will work on it. Uh, it's valid criticism. Uh, and if you ever are at a festival or anything, uh, Moth Boy Matt will fucking choke slam you through a goddamn table. <laughs> come up to our tent, and I'll give you a, a, a Moth Mothman root beer, and uh, and, and a hug. Maybe 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 you'll change your opinion on me. Uh huh. He's a good guy. He really is. I am. Just My share, just share a so. Mothman root beer with him, and you'll find yeah. out. If, if just just one sip of that Mothman root beer, you're yeah. like, oh, he's a good guy. He's good. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, though, Mike? I just reread the review. Okay. Right. And it said, uh, I actually don't think they're talking about me. Oh. Okay. Because it says Mothboy Jake can be very annoying. Okay. Uh, there is no Mothboy Jake on the podcast. Oh. True. Okay. Yeah, That's so true. He, he must be ta- he must be confused with another podcast. Another podcast because. My name is clearly not Mothboy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So we figured it out. He must. I think. Yeah. So he's not. He's not upset with me. We're good. We're good. We're good. He's not upset with me. He Uh just got us confused with another podcast. Right. Uh, Okay. Good. Good. Because if he was messing with my boy Jake, (laughs) I would have to kick him in the groin. If this guy thinks I'm annoying, this little spiel right here is not going to do me any favors. (laughs) 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 Groovy baby. Thanks for the four and a half, four star hey, review. It's still a four star yeah, review. Yeah, it is. So That's you can't true. Be that upset. It's a four star review. Yep. 
So we got you guys had any shout outs or anything? Uh, no, just everyone who's uh, who's ever listened to us and continues to listen to us. It's our 50, 50th episode. Yeah, thanks Thank for tagging for along. The, all the love and support that we get. Yeah, appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm calling out someone, Taco Violator. Okay. On Twitter, he always gives us the love. Good. In honor mm-hmm. of our 50th episode, I dare you to violate 50 tacos from Taco Bell. Eat 50 tacos. Eat 50 tacos and record it, and I'll send you a free t-shirt. Wow. Taco Violator, we're coming for you. That's when, right. When, when you say violate some tacos, you don't... That's not eating. You don't say... Yeah, you don't you say do. eating to violate. Shh. It's a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our 50th episode. Yes, thank you for the support. Love y'all. Bye. 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 star podcast with a, a minus one star douchebag.